We're here live on the Tennessee Holler. I'm going to be here today with Afton Bain and Christina Richardson of Enough is Enough. Afton is one of the heads of Tennessee Indivisible and then the unstoppable rep, Gloria Johnson will be here with us. Also, we're going to be talking about the special session on Friday. Disgraced former speaker Glenn Cassida is being replaced. Follow us at the TN Holler on Twitter and Facebook. You can also follow at Stop Bird and all the great stuff that they're doing to get David Bird expelled. TNHoller.com to subscribe to our emails. We are an independent journalism site, so we survive on small monthly contributions. So those are really helpful also. Gloria Johnson, how are you doing? Hey, I'm doing well. Everybody knows you. Uh, Afton, who is the wizard behind the curtain of pretty much everything that happens here in Tennessee. <laughs> and then uh, Christina, who is uh, somehow made the trip to Nashville and back from Hardin County more times than probably any human being alive. But today we're going to be talking about the special session and what to expect this Friday at, I believe, 10 a.m. Is that right, Gloria? That's right. Afton, why don't you start us off? Tell people... Sure. What, what they can and should be doing. Christina has been the sole organizer behind the uh, supplemental activities heading to the special session. So if you are coming around Davidson County, we've got a, a survivor's vigil Thursday night starting at 630 uh, outside of the Capitol. Um, there will ben, then be a, 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 a subsequent event. Um, the All of us are sleeping outside of the Capitol in preparation for the special session. So instead of being inside the Capitol like we were with Gloria, we will now be outside of the Capitol. Um, so we won't have to smuggle uh, pillow <laughs> contraband inside. Wait a minute, wait a minute. I'm sorry. I, I guess I didn't quite realize what's going on here. You guys are sleeping at the Capitol Thursday night? Christina, facial expression? Yeah, so um, it's a survivor's vigil and we're holding watch for, you know, everything that, that has happened. And Christina, I wish she could talk a little bit more about the logistics, um, but hopefully she'll be able to, maybe Christina, if you post, if you type in the chat box, um, Justin can read it out loud. Um, and then um, there's a survivor's prayer and meditation service uh, Friday morning at 845. Um, and then basically there will be just events here and there on the advocacy side and activism, activism side all Friday morning. Um, I wanted to be on the call just to make sure that um, the as we are heading into the special session on Friday um, and as you're out and about in your communities, please continue to bird dog the state representatives um, over David Bird, as well as other things that have happened. Um, the Enough is Enough group, we are asking everyone to call their legislators to get them on record about um, whether they would vote for the expulsion of David Byrd under Gloria John Rep. Johnson's resolution. Um, we have been hearing from both Democrats and Republicans that they're not going to do this. And so we want to make sure that um, even if you are in an urban area, um, in a blue area, that your representative has gone on record saying that they are going to vote for this. This is our last option this year to expel Representative Byrd. Um, and might I remind you that our entire group um, for almost a year now, started last August, um, we have been working on this. And so this is the last kind of opportunity for all of us to go, you know, and we're exhausted, we're tired. I know we're fatigued, but we, we've got one more opportunity to make sure that this happens. So the goal is to get David Byrd expelled. And this is going to transition us to what Gloria is doing to actually make this happen. Uh, you guys have been showing up the Capitol for a very long time. 
He was the education subcommittee chair for a minute there until you and many other people shamed Cassida into changing that. So that was a big victory. And then now Cassida has poured gasoline on himself and lit himself on fire. So, you know, there have been a lot of victories along the way, but the main thing here is there's still an admitted child molester in the legislature and we need to get him the hell out of there. Governor Bill Lee says he believes Christy Rice, who we met with, even though he didn't come out and say that until 70 days later and deserves very little credit for doing that. He still hasn't called for him to resign. Cameron Sexton, the new speaker, has not called for him to resign. So there is an abdication of leadership and duties going on at the top of our state. And now, Gloria, let's talk for a second about what you've done and what you're planning to do. Okay, well, um, so wrote the resolution. Um, well, let's say that I talked to the Ethics Council here in the legislature, talked to uh, legal in the legislature, and they both agreed that this was a process to follow. Initially, certain people like uh, Rep. Lamberth said, oh, you have to do go through an ethics complaint and ethics committee. And, and in actuality, the last two in recent history did not involve an ethics complaint, the last two expulsions. So the legal advised me that there are multiple ways to do this and that my, the way that I chose is absolutely a legal method to do this. And so had the resolution written and um, went to file it, they weren't quite ready to take uh, legislation yet. So I filed it on, on the 5th of August. So it's officially filed. And what does the resolution say? Can you just tell us like specifically what it says? I should have known you were going to ask me that. I'll, I'll read it to you. How about that? Sure. Be resolved by the House of Representatives of the 111th General Assembly of the state of Tennessee that pursuant to its authority under Article 2, Section 12 of the Tennessee Constitution, this body expels David Byrd of the 71st Representative District from his seat as a member of the House of Representatives of the 111th General Assembly of the state of Tennessee for disorderly behavior as described by credible victims in multiple reports. Okay, spells Because disorderly behavior is the constitutional language. And so that is why you use that language. People, you know, thought, well, oh, you should do a bunch of these whereases. There's no need to do that. We have the language we need. Um, and then of course, uh, I think what we, what we have is um, all of the transcripts of the testimony, um, the 18 minute tape. And what I'm gonna do tonight, I'm gonna make sure that every member of the House of Representatives has a copy of that 18 minute recording and the transcripts that I have so that they can be fully informed, informed. I think a lot of people have tried not to look at it because they don't want to. Plausible deniability, I guess. And the reality is, and actually today was the first day that I sat down start to finish and listen to the the 18 minute tape in its entirety. And y'all, there's no question. I was on fire. No question. I mean, I was horrified, shocked. You know, I spent 30 years of my life trying to fix and help broken kids mend. Many of them, more than 50% of the kids that I worked with had had situations, sexual assault situations is why they were in a class for behavior disorders and emotionally dis emotional disturbances. And so I've spent 30 years trying to help these kids get their lives back. 
I'm not going to sit here and let that man sit on the House floor after hearing that tape, after hearing this testimony, uh, just a few lines. When I lay down, he positioned himself to where his penis was between my butt cheeks, and he started rubbing my back. And then he put his hand under my shoulders to rub me, and he went to the sides of my breasts underneath my arms. This is what we're talking about, and this is one of the three victims that I have testimony from. Um, and then we have a governor, we have Bill Dunn, we have Matthew Hill, who say they believe these women. How do you believe these women and leave that man in his seat That's in the exactly. state house of representatives? That's exactly right. It's not almost understand. worse to believe them and not call for his resignation. Like right. you're I mean, telling you yourself that way. And I say this all the time. I feel like every single day he is here, he re-victimizes his victims. And we only know the ones who come forward. We know there are more who are terrified because what have the, happened to the victims in their town, how they were treated, how Speaker Cassida and Michael Lotfi um, did dirty mail, actually calling out the victims and calling them unhinged, you know, why would somebody come out after something like that? And listening to that tape and hearing Christy Rice be so nice, man, that is not, <laughs> that's not how I would have handled that call, but bless her for, for being like that. But I mean, I can't tell you the number of times he said, you just don't know how this has affected me. You don't know how hard this has been for me. I pray for forgiveness all the time. Did he, he did not mention that he ever prayed for her healing. He didn't mention that he prayed for his victim. He prayed for himself. He wants out of it himself. He talked about adopting children. Really? You guys, this is a no-brainer. Absolutely. Well, uh, the recording is horrific. And Danny's saying she'd like to share both of those things with her followers. I'm sort of of the belief that it's out there. But since it seems to be harder to find than I would have thought, what we'll go ahead and do is in the run up to the special session Friday, we'll post the apology again this week and I'll post the transcript of it on the holler and we'll make sure that people can't avoid that 18 minute apology because it's just unavoidable. And when you sit down and listen to it, there's no question what this man did and everything you're talking about is exactly the thing that people need to hear again. And we should go back and revisit all of the stuff that we've been through in the run up to Friday, including Speaker Cassida lying about meeting with the victims when he did, yes. which is to me one of the and, most horrific and ridiculous things that's happened. Right, and, and I really wanna ask that people just give me those 18 minutes. Listen to that tape, start to finish, that full 18 minutes and think about what you heard and listen to the transcript of the women. And that really should be all that you need. If you care about your daughters, sisters, mothers, friends, um, it's horrifying to me that this is where we are and that, and that nothing has been done so far. And just kudos to the activists who have kept it in the forefront because they're the ones responsible for every win we've had is, is because of those activists. And, and I just, you know, so much respect for those folks who came forward and for those activists that keep it in the forefront because the message that we're sending to assault victims and to children in the state is you don't matter. 
We don't well, care what happened to you. Let's keep in mind too that meanwhile, as this is happening, they're passing a law to do away with the statute of limitations on cases just like this. So on the one hand, they're saying, oh, we stand with survivors and we're going to do away with the statute of limitations and we understand. But on the other hand, there's a guy sitting right next to them voting for this stuff. Well, they made it 13, so he's safe. He walks, you know. They made it 13? Yeah. Yeah. So if you're 14, 15, sorry about your luck. Oh, that's good. And Christy Rice was 15. Well, the whole thing is disgusting. So, so Gloria, tell us, like, what are the possible outcomes of Friday? I mean, you know, it's just, I guess I'm jaded at this point, but my gut is they're just going to pretend what you're filing doesn't exist and not even bring it up, right? And what, what can they well, do? Well, here's the thing about that. Everyone knows it, it's been filed. Everyone knows it's there. There have been multiple press reports. If they don't bring that up, that's showing support. They have to answer for their support for him. By not bringing it up, they are showing him support. Um, they bring it up to a vote. Then, you know, if if somebody tries to table it, again, that's showing support for an admitted child molester. The reality is, you know, if he were, he has not answered for that tape and he refuses. He has said he is not talking about it anymore. He said he's not going to answer for that tape. If he says he didn't do it, if he denies it, which he has not, then he's open to a civil suit. And so, you know, the fact that he hasn't denied it and he refuses to answer for what he was apologizing for should tell us all we need to know. Yeah, I mean, it seems like everybody knows what they need to know. You know, at this point, you either don't care or, you know, or you do. And, and it, yeah, no anymore. It's, it's just bizarre to me because they knew about this in time to challenge him, to give him a primary opponent. They knew about this and they could have gotten a primary challenger and they didn't. And then not only did they not get a primary challenger, but they ran ads against the victims in their own town. Yes. That is a level of viciousness and re-victimization. And one could say that this is the, the statute of limitation hasn't run out because it's a continuation of the cover-up of the crime, quite frankly. They're and, trying and to continue. The guy that was running the ads that was doing that work for Cassida was being paid with taxpayer money. That was the ghost employee that Cassida had hired, which should, I would hope, be under investigation because he was paid state funds to be here doing state work, but he was doing political work offsite for Speaker Cassida. So let, let's talk about best case scenario. Let's say, okay, what do you want to see happen? You want them to bring it up, read I this want to see that, that resolution brought to the floor, floor, and I want to see people on the floor on both sides of the aisle do the right thing. And that means it's a vote to expel David Byrd. Well, you guys feel free to weigh in. I mean, Christina can't because she has no voice, <laughs> but she she's doing a good job nodding right now. Are, okay. are there are there barriers to getting the bill even to the floor? Like, what can people on the ground be doing to kind of um, either reinforce or aid procedure? You know, procedural. Well, so so one of the things they could do is is when they ask to, to vote for it, also I say make sure it comes to the floor. Okay. Um, they could try to maneuver something where as soon as they elect a speaker, they you know close for business or whatever. 
Um, so uh, the other thing they so can do is, is, is they will their, you know stand up and object and all that kind of stuff. They so. can also ask their legislators between now and Friday where they stand on this and actually call them to account. Oh, definitely. Tim Spoon says yeah. Jason Zachary refuses to say where he stands. I mean, we still have four, three or four days between now and then to ask these questions of these people. And I highly recommend everybody who is watching, you know, get out there. You have their emails, you have their phone numbers, encourage them to support Gloria's motion. And if they won't do it, tell us and ask them why. And, you know, and, and tell them, you know, I, th I think the reason that they're refusing to say is they're hoping it's not going to get there. Hmm. Their hope, their great hope is it's not going to get there. It's right. funny because all the press keeps asking me, are you going to run it? Are you going to run it? Even as early as five minutes before the meeting, I got a call from a member of the press saying, I heard there was a deal and you weren't going to run your amendment. And I said, really? Because no one told me that. <laughs> and guess what? I am. There's. I said, there's nothing that's going to stop me from running this amendment. Well, one thing that keeps coming up with this and I don't actually have a lot of information about it, but I do know that Republicans are trying to tie the two together, even though my understanding is one is far worse than the other, is that something's going on with Rep Representative Staples and that they want to try to tie those two things together. Is there I, any I truth to that? I haven't heard that specifically. I've heard that, you know, what I've heard are some people say, well, you know, if you just start expelling people, then they could expel, pick a reason to expel any one of us. And they have a supermajority. So, and I was like, bring it. <laughs> Try to find a reason to expel me because I would love the opportunity to talk about that. When in the reality, Cameron Sexton is starting his tenure as speaker and they've got a hot mess that they need to clean up or appear to clean up, quite frankly. And, and so what I think the last thing he's going to want is to try to appear retaliatory like Cassida was. You know, he doesn't want to start off his tenure acting like he's retaliating against Democrats because I brought this resolution. So well, I just one, don't. One thing, one thing I would say, though, you know, I don't know. I don't know what Staples did. I don't I don't know anybody who does know. Like we all are kind of guessing at what it was. But I will openly say that if what he did deserves him to be expelled, like this isn't a partisan thing. If Democrats are doing things that are not right, that are not becoming of their offices, they should be gone too. And so, yes, if you if you if you want to take them all, take them all. This is not the time for us to say, you know, Democrats are are okay and Republicans aren't. This is the time for us to get anybody who is misbehaving out of office because Tennessee is really embarrassing itself lately. Well, all I knew is what I read in the paper, and this is nothing close to we have got a child molester on the floor. I mean, quite right. frankly. Um, so, uh, you know, they can come after somebody for a campaign finance violation, or they can come after somebody for, uh, you know, me, when, when I had that first conversation with Speaker Cassida about why did you not call on me? And he said it was retaliation for me joining the bird protesters. And he said, as far as he was concerned, it would violated house decorum. So do they want to toss me out because I violated house decorum? Please bring that, please. Seriously, you want to talk about that? Because we can talk about that. Well, there's, there's, you know, there's so many tit for tats that can happen. But at the end of the day, this is just about getting a guy who has admitted this on tape out of office. And, you know, 
I just, it's sad that it's even come to this point that you guys had to sleep in the friggin' governor's office and, you know, that you're going to be in the bathroom. And, you know, <laughs> you've been dragged out of all kinds of, of meetings. And, you know, there's, there's a, a montage to be had of all the things that you guys have already been through. And I'm sure it's not over. Uh, we kind of have, have said what we need to say. Uh, if anybody has any questions, feel free to ask them right now. But I think at this point, you know, it's pretty clear what's going on here. And we all need to show up, put our bodies in the Capitol on Friday and make it clear that this is something that we're willing to show up for and that this is something that matters. And I think if that happens, you know, at the very least, we can make a scene when they try to ignore Gloria's motion. Those the balconies should be full and, you know, there should be there should be signs and. You know, I, I know Afton's not afraid to get dragged out of there. By the way, when is your uh, when is your court date? Court date is Thursday. So oh, this week? Yeah. Is that just random? Uh, it's a whole yeah, it's a whole thing. But I, I would like to say a few things. One is that, um, you know, I would like every single legislator to understand that we have cultivated this grassroots uh, army of women and, um, you know, supporters of the survivor movement. And we are not going to let up. And I just, I find it almost comical that they think we're going away. Um, and I would hope they understand that we are going to bird dog the hell out of them. We are going to find them. We are going to record them. We are going to put it all over the internet. We are going to broadcast it to their constituent base. And guess what? 2020 is an election year. Um, we've got the digital army of enough is enough. We know how to run digital ads. I mean, we're not playing games. So I think, you know, I'm not trying to be threatening, but I will say that it, this is, this is not going to stop. And so for Cameron Sexton to think he's just going to kind of brush it off his shoulder and move on with his, you know, leadership position is just, it's, it's, um, I find it of, of a comical sense. The other thing I just want to say is, I don't know if anyone's been following the, um, protests in Hong Kong. Um, but we're talking like, you know, 1.7 million people showing up. Um, and I just, I, I would love to see that type of constituent and activist engagement at the Tennessee Capitol. Um, at the, I was, you know, I'm an organizer in Kentucky. I was at the Kentucky legislature the last day. There were over 2,000 teachers there. We need people because they, when, when people show up, they get overwhelmed and it stops the daily routine of just ignoring the issues and it can't be ignored anymore. So please, 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 if you are able, I understand that, you know, our state, it takes a lot of resources to get to Nashville, but please, please come. Um, once again, there's a survivors um, vigil Thursday night organized by Christina and silent no longer. 10 a.m. Um, Friday is a special session, right? And 10 a.m. Friday, yes. So if you bring your sleeping bag, we'll be outside on Thursday night outside of the Capitol. Um, there will be a meditation and um, morning prayer to begin the special session outside with the ladies of Enough is Enough and Silent No Longer. Um, and then we have a few tricks up our sleeve for the special session, um, which good thing Christina uh, can't be heard. Otherwise, she would uh, give it away. So um, <laughs> just know we're not we're not going anywhere. And, you know, the you can the, you, it's it's in your hands. It's in their hands. Uh, they, they can, I mean, just from their perspective, like. If they want this to end, they need to do the right thing, you know, and, and it's really simple. Just, I mean, Cameron Sexton needs to call for him to resign and then they need to take a vote. And if Cameron Sexton does that and people vote to keep him in, at least Cameron Sexton did his part. If Governor Bill Lee calls for him to step down and the, the people vote to keep him in, at least he did his part. Do your part. 
right. do your job, you know, or else this is on you and you're going to keep getting hammered and you're going to keep having activists sleeping outside your office and humiliating you. And you're going to be the next one to light yourself on fire like Casa did it. Ask Casa yeah. what happens when can you I, try to resist it. Can I address one thing that I'm often asked by the press? I would like to address the fact that people say, oh, let the voters decide, let their voters decide. And, you know, um, we tried that once. They ran ads against the victims. Um, sometimes the voters don't want to believe what's right in front of them. And so it's our job to make sure that we fix this. The voters didn't fix it, and we need to make sure that that we do. And, and, and because just, it's just not acceptable. On that point, I, I take exception to that, too, because they say, well, the voters had all the information. No, they didn't. The voters right. were getting bombarded with with advertisements lies, yeah. he spent hundreds of thousands of dollars to tell people that Christie was lying and that you two are leftist activists that were sent by the Democrats to destroy the world. They didn't have all the information. They didn't know that this was real. They didn't know that he had apologized for 18 minutes on a tape. They don't, they don't have that information. So the idea that like everybody was given all the proper information and then everybody made a decision it's just not true. And, you know, I ran in Hardin County. Like, I'm not saying that I know it as well as Christina does, but I know it well enough to know that people get most of their information from each other. And when the information's bad, that, that bad information is getting circulated a lot more than a link on Facebook or Twitter. And, you know, and it's Catholic. hard. It's hard. A lot of people, you know, if it's a teacher or somebody you grew up with, somebody you knew, you don't want to believe that about them. So if there's somebody telling you it's a lie, you choose to believe that lie right. because the and, truth is difficult. And, and so you and have to think about all those things. It's like, they're right. not bad people, but they took the easy way out in my, my opinion. And the newspapers are, you know, I mean, not to insult it, but the, the, the Harden paper and Lewis and, you know, the papers in that area, they never talk about this. They don't, they don't write about, they, there is a, a admitted child molester representing their district and you can count on one hand the amount of times that they mention any of that. You know, all they'll do is they'll put out his press releases about, oh, he was nice to a softball team. And they'll do that before they'll talk about what really happened to him. And so, you know, I, I'm not trying to disparage journalism in those areas. I know they don't have a lot of money. I know it's hard to survive. But that's not journalism. And, and those newspapers might as well not exist if they're going to be doing that. And so, you know, that's why it's up to the people here and us and the holler and you know, whoever else, enough is enough to, to really, you know, get the word out and keep ha hammering these people because, you know, there's only one right here and the right is for this guy to go away and never come back and not in 2020 now. Right. Yep. Yeah. Right. All right. Well, that's my soapbox. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you guys have anything else you want to say? Danny Cook has been saying a lot of interesting stuff on, uh, she says the voters need to be informed and not biased press. Jeff Barber says, keep up the fight. Teresa says, when our own president gets a pass for all his inappropriate sexual comments, not much surprises me these days, which is totally understandable. But bottom line here is show up on Friday. Like Afton says, we see what's going on in Hong Kong. Showing up is what makes it news. Showing up is what makes it unavoidable. And, you know, sometimes that's 90% of the battle. So I hope you will all show up with us on Friday. Bring five people with you. And uh, let's let's have a turnout because – Getting David Byrd out of our legislature is important as anything going on in Tennessee right now. That's right. Support our kids and students and support victims 
uh, victims of assault. Be there Friday. Tennessee. Woo! Yeah. Tennessee. It's a tennis.